Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back to the Old Testament podcast. Today's episode is going to be Exodus chapter 24. All righty, verse 1. And he said unto Moses, Come up unto the Lord, thou and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship ye afar off. See, the organization of the seventy is not a new thing. That was done anciently. And Moses alone came near the Lord, but they shall not come nigh, neither shall the people go up with him. And Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments, and all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words which the Lord hath said will we do. And Moses wrote all the words of the Lord and rose up early in the morning and builded an altar under the hill and twelve pillars according to the twelve tribes of Israel. There's the twelve apostles, right? And he sent young men of the children of Israel, which offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen unto the Lord. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins, and half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. And he took the book of the covenant and read in the audience of the people. And they said, All that the Lord hath said we will, will we do and be obedient. Such were the terms of the covenant which Jehovah made with Israel in their national capacity when the people had ratified that them by acceptance. Moses wrote all down in what was called the Book of the Covenant, and now the covenant itself was to be inaugurated by sacrifice, the sprinkling of blood, and the sacrificial meal. This transaction was the most important in the whole history of Israel. By this one sacrifice, never renewed, Israel was formally set apart as the people of God, and it lay at the foundation of all the sacrificial worship which followed. Only after it did God institute the tabernacle, the priesthood, and all its services. Thus this one sacrifice prefigured the one sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ for his church, which is the ground of our access to God and the foundation of all our worship and service. Most significantly, an altar was now built at the foot of Mount Sinai and surrounded by twelve pillars, according to the twelve tribes of Israel. Ministering youths, for as yet there was no priesthood, offered the burnt and sacrificed the peace offerings unto Jehovah. Half of the blood of the sacrifices was, were put into basins, with the other half the altar was sprinkled, thus making reconciliation with God. Then the terms of the covenant were once more read in the hearing of all, and the other half of the blood, by which reconciliation had been made, sprinkled on the people with these words, Behold the blood of the covenant which Jehovah hath made with you upon all these words or terms. Further details are furnished in Hebrews 9, 19-22, where also transaction differing in point of time are grouped together, as all forming part of this dedication of the first covenant by blood. That this is the meaning of the passage appears from Hebrews 9.22, the sprinkling of the book and the people, as afterwards of the tabernacle and its vessels, was made in the manner described in verse 19. That was by Edersheim. Verse 8, And Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people, and said, Behold the blood of the covenant which the Lord hath made with you concerning all these words. The people, in anticipation of having Moses and the seventy special witnesses go into the presence of the Lord, were instructed in the laws. They accepted them with a covenant to keep them, except that a copy of them was binding, and their covenants were sanctified by a sacrifice. Notice the promise the people made, All the words which the Lord hath said will we do. The instructions Israel received before Moses went up to Mount Sinai 
were kept in the book of the covenant, but as no covenant was considered to be ratified and binding till a sacrifice had been offered on the occasion, hence the necessity of the sacrifices mentioned here. Half of the blood being sprinkled on the altar and half of it sprinkled on the people showed that both God and they were, were mutually bound by this covenant. God was bound to the people to, to support, defend, and save them. The people were bound to God to fear, love, and serve him. The instructions given to Israel ensured that, that she would not be forced into a relationship she did not understand or want. Once Israel expressed her willingness to receive the law and covenanted to live it, Moses was free to act for Israel in the presence of the Lord. And that was out of the Institute Manual. Verse 9, Then went up Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and they saw the God of Israel, and there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone, and as it were, the body of heaven in its clearness. Remember when uh, Jesus appears to Joseph and Oliver in the, in the uh, Kirtland Temple, that he stands upon what looks like a, a paved work of gold. Here he stands on a paved work of sapphire stone. Verse 11, And upon the nobles of the children of Israel he laid not his hand. Also they saw God and did eat and drink. I wonder what they ate and drank. Must have been the sacrament. Maybe. I don't know. Ella McConkie said, Without the power of godliness, meaning without righteousness, no man can see the face of God, even the Father, and live. The unrighteous would be consumed in his presence. Now this Moses plainly taught to the children of Israel in the, in the wilderness, and sought diligently to sanctify his people, that they might behold the face of God. To be sanctified is to be clean, pure, spotless, free from sin. In the ultimate and final day, the sanctified will be those of the celestial kingdom, the kingdom where God and Christ dwell, but they, the children of Israel, hardened their hearts and could not endure his presence. Because they would not become pure in heart, therefore the Lord in his wrath, for his anger was kindled against them, swore that they should not enter into his rest while in the wilderness, which rest is the fullness of his glory. All Israel might have seen the Lord had they taken the counsel of Moses, but only a few did. On one occasion, for instance, Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, who were Aaron's sons, and seventy of the elders of Israel saw the God of Israel, while the hosts with whom Moses had labored remained in their dark and benighted state. That was uh, Bruce R. McConkie, as I mentioned. As a nation, Israel was now reconciled and set apart unto God, both having been accomplished by the blood of sprinkling. Thereby they became prepared for that fellowship with him, which was symbol symbolized in the, in the sacrificial meal that followed. There, God, in pledge of his service, fed his people upon the sacrifices which he had accepted. The sacrificial meal meant the fellowship of acceptance. Its joy was that of the consciousness of this blessed fact. And now Moses and Aaron and his two sons, the future priests, along with 70 of the elders of Israel, went up into the mount and did eat and drink at that sacrificial meal in the seen presence of the God of Israel. Not indeed under any outward form, but with heaven's own brightness underneath the Shekinah. Thus, to see God and to eat and drink was a foretaste of a pledge of the, pre of the perfect blessedness in beholding him hereafter. It was also a symbol and a type of what shall be realized when, as the Alleluia of the great multitude proclaims the reign of the Lord God Omnipotent, the gladsome, joyous bride of the Lamb, now made ready for the marriage and adorned with bridal garments, hears the welcome sound summoning her to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And that was again by Edersheim. Verse 12, And the Lord said unto Moses, Come up unto me into the mount, and be there, and I will give thee tables of stone, and a law, and commandments which I have written, that thou mayest teach them. And Moses rose up, and his minister Joshua and Moses went up into the mount of God. And he said unto the elders, Tarry ye here for us, until, ye, until we come again unto you, and behold, Aaron and Hur are with you. 
If any man have any matters to do, let him come unto them. And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount. And the glory of the Lord abode upon upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount forty days and forty nights. Here, Moses is a type of Christ, that Jesus would do the same thing, be in the mountains for 40 days and 40 nights. That's the end of chapter 24. See you next time. Next time it's, guess what? Chapter 25. Yeah.